0: This is the ATM at the Minute Podcast, episode 230, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. A couple big fish out of the coaching game. Nick Saban retires at Alabama. Pete Carroll pushed out, it sounds like, of Seattle. Yeah. Some wild firings this week. We're going to break down all of it. We're going to skip right over that KU loss to Central Florida. As one no does. one cares
1: about college basketball this season anyway. <laughs> That's all right.
0: Yeah. So there's the timestamp for you guys. KU just lost. It is Wednesday evening here. Uh but let's do this, Jackson. Nick Saban, he's out at Alabama. I don't think many saw this coming. It was always a question, you know. He's getting another year older every year into his seventies now. When's the time gonna come? I wasn't really thinking about it at all, but then boom, out of nowhere this afternoon, we hear the news.
1: Yeah, um, I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked. I remember an interview I watched a few years ago with him. He was asked about, you know, with all the changes and NIL and what could be coming with the transfer portal and these different things, are you thinking about leaving? And he said, as long as we're winning and we're on top, I'll be here, but I'm not going to stay to watch the kingdom crumble. And the fact that he's walking away now after so much has changed with the portal, with NIL, to me it says he doesn't think he could keep winning the way he used to and so he's ready to go out still as you know probably the greatest college coach of all time before everything could potentially go to shit and we see bama go eight and four or something like that because i mean it seems like everybody else caught up and with how easy it is to get talent through the portal now you can't just recruit well and dominate college football anymore it's a lot more level playing field so you know i'm surprised but not shocked um i don't think he's gonna go anywhere else I I think this is it but it's interesting that this news comes right in the midst of all these NFL coaching firings and openings Uh, I'm sure his phone's been blowing up today but like we talked about earlier in our group chat I think he's probably gonna go do TV stuff and this is it yeah
0: yeah I agree with that I, I will push back a little bit I don't think the rest of the NCAA has really caught up all that much I mean the guy made it back into the playoff with or after losing, like, all of those great quarterbacks he had before, Milroe is a step down, drought, I would say, and he still made it.
1: The longest drought without a championship in, I believe, two decades for him?
0: Yeah, but a the, decade the and a half, standard... Something like standard... Like,
1: he went three years without one, which for him is crazy, but, I mean, also, looking at that Michigan game, and we'll talk about the national championship here in a second, they got dominated in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I've never watched a game where I thought Bama was outmanned, on the offensive line and on the defensive line. I've never seen that before.
0: Well, Michigan was clearly the best team in football this year. We're we're not going all the way there yet. I, but I hate
1: to say it, but they were.
0: Yeah. I just I think yeah with NIL, the playing field is a bit more level, but he's was still getting them there at the end of each season. And I think NIL is just turning all of these older heads off. I heard somebody say the other day that the NFL is much more attractive than college football. At this point, you have to build out these crazy staffs to scout guys, to figure out how you're going to distribute all this NIL money. It just sounds like a mess. And you're a lot more of a CEO than just a football coach. It seems like so. I don't blame him for stepping out as an older guy. He's going to be on ESPN all the time. Now I saw a report saying that he might replace Lee Corso when that day inevitably comes, that would be pretty cool. It'd be sick, but let's, let's talk about the potential guys replacing him. I think you don't really even want to step into this job. Someone's going to do it. They're going to get paid a hell of a lot of money, but the pressure is going to be insane. And Pete Thamel of ESPN put out a, a list of some potential candidates: Dan Lanning, Kalen. He's got to be the top dog, right? Like no brainer. Dan Lanning's the guy here, yeah. I I think yeah, maybe he's the one you want to go after most, but his buyout is twenty million dollars, and yes, That's nothing. That's nothing to some Bama boosters. No, it is something. It is something. It's a lot of money. I think that would deter it's Bama. Yeah, I know it would deter a lot of people from going out and getting him. And like, is he really going to leave after money?
1: Money is no object for Bama. It's no object. I I don't know.
0: I I can't name a ton of prestigious alumni that are pouring their money back into.
1: Think about how much money that football programs
0: generated. Think
1: about how much money it's generated, dude.
0: Yeah, I guess I could, but we'll see. I saw Colin coward put out. Kalen DeBoer is the most likely guy. Greg Byrne, I believe is the AD. He said he's been all over him for a while now. I think that move could make a lot of sense for DeBoer. Does he really want to go to the Big Ten right now? He's losing Michael Penix, Roma Dunze, a lot of guys to the NFL draft. Hey, why not go start over at Alabama? That seems pretty attractive if I'm him. Yeah. And you're going to get a
1: much bigger paycheck at Bama than you would at Washington. So I think that one makes sense. I mean, it's Bama, though. Like, it's a
0: million dollar buyout there, though. It's the pinnacle of college
1: football. But with everything changing so much, I mean, you've got the conferences changing, the whole landscape there, NIL, transfer portal. It's not the same as it used to be. And I agree. I think whoever walks into that job is walking into unrealistic expectations and is going to fail by the Bama fans perspective. I mean, if you're not winning a natty every three years there, you're out like you're, you're not the guy. I, I just don't think anyone's going to be able to do that. Ever again maybe with how much more level the talent is I mean you don't have to wait a full season to get a guy from another school you can get him right away and then Bama also now their portal has essentially reopened where their entire team can transfer if they want because Saban left and you know all the other big schools are rounding up the hounds getting ready to go make a make a pass at all those guys like it's coming and they're gonna lose some guys so We'll see how much talent they even have. We'll see what the recruiting class looks like next year. But, I mean, I, I think it's over for Bama. I don't think they're the kingpin of college football anymore.
0: Over is a bit strong. <laughs> We're not going still... to see
1: Bama in the national championship every other year ever again. I, I think that's true. Sure, I don't yeah. think that's realistic to think.
0: Yeah, okay. The The Saban dynasty is over, but Bama being back in the playoff in the next it couple of happen, years, it could happen, but I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't totally bank on them.
1: I wouldn't bank on them being a, a perennial powerhouse in college football anymore. I really wouldn't. I think it's going to be hard to bounce back from this, with the fact that whoever comes in, they're going to have a relatively late jump on recruiting, and then also, how many guys are you going to lose through the portal and through the fact that you know Saban's gone and guys can go elsewhere?
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough year one. We we saw this with OU. They went, what, seven and five or six and six with Venables year one, took a big step in year two. Same thing happened when Saban took over at Alabama the first time. They went uh, seven and five or six and six, whatever. Yeah, it takes a while. The new SEC ain't the Big 12, man.
1: You're not competing with three schools. You're competing with about 10.
0: Well, I'm telling you, Saban, when he took over at Alabama, went 500 that first year, seven and five, whatever it was, so... Yes. It was it's a much different a landscape challenge.
1: back then. It was a much okay. different landscape.
0: All right, all right. Uh yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. We'll see what happens. And to clarify the whole portal thing, if your coach steps down, there is now a thirty day window right. for guys to enter the transfer portal. And they already had the number nine recruit in the nation wide receiver decommit today after the news. So Going to be a bit of an exodus and tough shoes to fill. That's for sure. Let's talk about the natty, though. Michigan completely dominated Washington start to finish. You got to say there was a moment,
1: a moment like late second quarter, early third, where it was kind of like, all right, Washington could have something brewing. But every time they got close, Penix just he wasn't up for it. He didn't play a very good game.
0: Yeah, their offensive line that was voted the, the best in the country could not hold up whatsoever to Michigan's defensive line. Penix was getting bruised. He was grabbing onto his side after every single throw there down the stretch of the game. And then the defensive backs were playing super physical on those Washington receivers, forcing the referees to throw the flag, and they weren't really getting it. So the game plan was awesome. Shout out to Harbaugh. I mean, master class. I don't really think there's any way around it, and I I think there's not much more to say except where does Harbaugh go from here?
1: Yeah, I think it's safe to assume he's leaving. I don't know if you saw the clip from the locker room after. He made the team sing him. He's a jolly good fellow. Like, this is maybe the weirdest guy that has has ever succeeded in. (laughs) major sport like the guy took the 49ers to the Super Bowl and now has won a national championship with Michigan and it's crazy to think that three to four years ago everyone was calling for his head because he couldn't beat Ohio State so um, you know kudos to him kudos to Michigan I really didn't think they'd get it done I didn't think they were that good clearly they were they were the most physical team on both sides of the ball the entire season so props to Michigan
0: where do you think he should go let's get into it there's we got seven head coaching openings now I 100% think he's headed to the NFL. He's going to have suitors across the league. Is there a landing spot that you think makes the most sense for him? I think the
1: most fun is the Raiders. I mean, Harbaugh and Vegas, can you imagine? Now, I think Antonio Pierce has a very strong case to come back as that head coach. And frankly, it's kind of surprising to me that they haven't gotten him a contract based on how strong he finished the season and how it really seemed like fans and players rallied around him. And he is kind of the guy. I think they screwed up a few years ago when they didn't hire Rich Passaccia, even though maybe he wasn't the most qualified. But holy shit, the locker room bought in and they were winning games. So at a certain point. Is that not enough? And then you hire some good coordinators. You bring in a solid O.C., a solid D.C. and go from there. I think they'd be dumb not to keep Pierce. But, man, I would love to watch Harbaugh in Vegas. I think that would be quite the experience.
0: You think that's the best job, though? Or you just think it's the most fun? I think it's the most fun.
1: I would like to see him in Vegas, especially with the way that ownership works there and how, frankly, how much of a cluster that organization is. I think it'd be hilarious.
0: I guess. I. I just don't think it's that attractive of a job unless, you know, you're really into living in Las Vegas and No,
1: it's not the most attractive. The most attractive most attractive job has to be the Chargers, no
0: doubt. Am I wrong? I don't know. I It's easy to say that because of the quarterback situation, but you look around got at some top of the other picks? ones. Yeah. I think the Commanders could be pretty great or the Falcons. I think it's really those 3. Chargers Falcons are up there. I think Falcons. the
1: commanders still kind of have the Dan Snyder stink around them, where I don't know if that's going to make it as desirable as some of the others. Now, not like, you know, the Spanos are the best owners in the world by any means with the Chargers and everything else, but I think that Atlanta and then Chargers makes the most sense as the two most desirable jobs.
0: Yeah, the Chargers have a nasty cap situation. They have a bunch of older players making tons of money. But I do think Harbaugh would be a great fit there. One because he's quarterback friendly as a coach, we've seen it time and time again. He's he played quarterback in the league, and then also he would set the culture for them. They need to become a more physical team. I mean, they just have never really had an identity over the last decade. It feels like they're I soft, think,
1: soft, and yeah, throw their way West back into so games.
0: Soft. I mean, they they fit the stereotype one hundred percent. I think he would do a really good job there, but it would take a couple of years to really build that physical identity that, you know, he's known for to commander. So, Cause
1: I feel like they have the talent. I really do think with the chargers, if if you have the right coach in there and Herbert's healthy, there's no reason you shouldn't win 10 plus games and be in the playoffs next season.
0: They were two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't rule out them making the playoffs. That's for sure. They have a uber talented quarterback, But I would also say he would turn around that run game and make it a point of emphasis, which would really aid Justin Herbert as well. The commanders, though, I think are fascinating because they're sitting here with the number two pick. He would have his pick of a quarterback here at the top of the draft. Yeah. And then, you know, Josh Harris is going to help them build a new stadium. Bring a lot of good juju to that area. He could do Thanksgiving with his brother's family there in Baltimore. I mean, that's just down the road. I think you could have a little Harbaugh reunion in that D.C. metro area. And then the Falcons. I mean, how can you not think that's a great job? So much talent on the offensive side of the ball. The defense took massive strides this year. They were clearly good enough to be a playoff team. They just didn't have the quarterback play. So... Well, they're sitting I here,
1: yeah, and I don't know if Arthur Smith was the right coach either. I think you put a, a, good coach, a good quarterback there, and you could have won 12 games,
0: yeah. So if they could have just had the quarterback this year, I think they're firmly in the playoffs. That division came down to week Agreed. 18. So I, yeah, think I that's can't a believe good you one. ever
1: had faith in Desmond Ritter and that, that team. I, I can't believe that.
0: Hey, the bar was set really low by Mariota, who came in this past week and <laughs> threw a pick no, on the was very worse. threw no, a pick on worse. the very first pass attempt against the Giants. So, yeah, I, I missed on that one. But they have the eighth pick in the draft. I think Arthur Blank would be willing to trade up to get whatever quarterbacks there. I mean, you might not have to move up to get Jaden Daniels, but I would bet come draft day you do. And one interesting note about that opening. They haven't requested a single interview, despite firing Arthur Smith on Sunday, and I think that is because it's they want Bill, for Bill.
1: Absolutely, that's got to be it. There's no other explanation. Like, why would you at not at least try to request an interview with Ben Johnson? Why not?
0: Yeah, Johnson, Vrabel, Belichick. When if that comes, I mean, what do you, what mean, do you think speaking-
1: about? I was gonna say, speaking of Belichick and Vrabel and that whole situation, I mean, can we pencil in Vrabel to the Patriots yet? Like that just feels inevitable.
0: It does, but I don't think you can because once again, is Vrabel the premier coaching yes. candidate this yes. cycle? He's gotta be. I mean, he's Ahead the only one with,
1: with he's gotta be.
0: I mean, how I mean, Super Bowl has been- and just won the natty. I think I, I personally think he's gonna be very successful wherever he goes.
1: I think he probably will be, but when you look at Vrabel and what he was able to get out of that Tennessee team, I think if you have an average Joe, if if you put, you know, like just anybody out there coaching that team, I'm not sure they're ever in the playoffs. I'm not sure they ever win more than six or seven games. And clearly he was pretty upset by the fact that the team got rid of AJ Brown and kind of gave him the shit into the stick. I think if he was able to have more control over the personnel and not saying that he's gonna with the Patriots, I think that Titans team is a lock for 10 wins and they're going to be in the playoffs every single year. I mean, the fact that he knocked Brady out of the playoffs and pretty much ended his stint in New England, like, I don't think many other coaches could have done that with the lack of talent and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback in Tennessee.
0: I agree. My whole point here is that is New England the best job? I don't think it is. Like we said, there's three other jobs here where it's you're the most get... prestigious franchise, and he played there. Is it the most prestigious? I mean, I yes, say the, it, Steelers, it, it, it... the Steelers, the 49ers, dude. dude.
1: At least in, in the modern NFL 2000 and beyond, it, it's Patriots and then everyone else. I don't know. Chiefs, man. Are, he... Chiefs are knocking on the door, but it's Patriots and everyone else.
0: I don't know I think Steelers 49ers are definitely still up there Packers as well but Steelers
1: have won Super Bowl in the last 25 years
0: don't I need a fact check on that one uh, I believe it was being, Ben Roethlisberger in like oh eight, and that's it I don't think the Patriots are the best job I think they're gonna get squeezed out of the top two quarterback prospects here as well which Likely. once again creates a tough situation for them If I'm variable, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to the Chargers. I'm going elsewhere before filling the shoes. I'm going home, man. I'm
1: going home. I'm calling Welker, trying to bring him over from Miami, hitting up Gerard Mayo, (laughs) making sure he's still on board. I'm bringing all the guys back together and let's go run it, run it back and fix the Patriots. I think that would be the coolest opportunity because with what they're at now, if you could take over from Bill and turn that roster back around and go make a playoff run, I mean, would that not just be so sweet with your former team that's got all this history behind it?
0: It would be cool, but there's been so much turnover there. I don't know. They got to figure out the GM situation as well. I mean, from what I've heard, that's what's going on this week. It's ongoing discussions between Bill and Kraft, figuring out what the vision is going to look like if he were to stay. To me, it just seems like a bad relationship. They need to just break up with each other move on find someone better for them agreed there
1: there's no like th- there's no path to a super bowl this with is an on again, off again. At this point.
0: unhealthy relationship just get the clean break over with it's
1: it's like they're getting into their 60s and they've been divorced 7 times and they think that this eighth go round is going to be any different like it's done you're past your prime it's over it's over rip the bandaid off
0: yeah i'd like to see bill go elsewhere We'll see what happens. I'd like to see him on
1: TV, honestly. I I would love to see him on game day. Him and Saban on game day? I mean, could you imagine?
0: Is McAfee staying? Dude, yeah. (laughs) McAfee in the middle, and then he's got, I don't know if Corso's going to be there much longer. He's not under contract to do it next year.
1: McAfee. If they want people to watch, they'll bring him back. He just needs to maybe keep Aaron Rodgers at arm's length for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Anything else on Vrabel here? I mean, we both agree he's the best option. I would put him ahead of Belichick just because he's younger and Belichick. Well, I guess they both want a lot of control over personnel, but I just can't believe that they were dumb enough
1: to get rid of Vrabel. I mean, I I really do think he's a, a top five coach in the NFL.
0: Well, and the story is that his vision was not aligned with the GM, Rand Carthon, who was hired last year. From San Francisco. He wanted to do more of a rebuild as well as ownership. Brabel wanted to win now. That's why they went out and got Hopkins, kept Derrick yep. Henry. Just, just misalignment. And as we know, that does not work, especially with NFL franchises. So,
1: yeah. And it sounds like a, a similar story with Pete Carroll, except age is the kicker there. Like Pete Carroll can't wait around through a rebuild. And in his presser today, he acknowledged that. He said, you know, at the age I'm at, about as old as you can be to really be competent enough to do the job. So I get it. But it also sounded like on Monday when he was talking to the players, he made it sound like he was coming back and there wasn't any intention of stepping down or leaving. And I think he was kind of given the choice to step aside or be fired, which it, it doesn't really feel right. Given the success that he'd had and the fact that like he made Gino Smith kind of work and no one even expected that. Um, but he also, Then again, came back and said, I still got tons of energy, you know, in his classic Pete Carroll fashion and said he wasn't done. He's excited for whatever's next. I don't know if it's going to be a front office role with the Seahawks or if he would try to throw his hat in the ring for another coaching job. I just, I can't imagine anywhere else making sense unless it's a team that thinks they're ready to win right now when they give him a two or three year deal and try and win a Super Bowl and then that's it. But that, that just doesn't feel like a smart decision.
0: Well, and it already sounds like he's stepping into a front office role there as an advisor, so I think that one's kind of figured out already. Bombshell news there as well. The Seahawks, though, I think that's also a fairly attractive job. Certainly would put it ahead of the Titans, the Raiders, probably, and definitely the Panthers. (laughs) I I don't know. There's a lot of talent on the roster.
1: They still have a quarterback.
0: Yeah, and they're sitting here with the 16th pick in the draft. I don't think Kirk Cousins is really an option for them.
1: I think they got to liquidate some assets and try and move up for like Jaden Daniels, maybe.
0: Yeah, I would really like that. J.J. McCarthy might be a good fit there if you're a believer.
1: No, I'm not at all. Let's let's do that conversation right now. Are you a believer? No, I don't think he's that good. The guy threw... 10 passes in the national championship. Like he had an amazing offensive line and a great run game. Like (laughs) what, what, what difference does it make completed or throw? The guy had 10 completed passes, Peter. Like let's not listen to Harbaugh when he says he's the greatest college quarterback of all time. (laughs) I've, I've watched him play enough. I think he's really athletic. I think he's really talented. I think he manages the game well, but I don't think he's a guy that's going to raise your ceiling. I think he can raise your floor of like, yeah, he's good enough and athletic enough where you can score enough points. If you got to get defense, you're going to win some games. Like, Maybe the Falcons could you know, win nine or 10 games with him, but yeah. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be able to chuck that it 30, 40 times and throw you back into a game like Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, and the best QBs can. I don't yeah, think he's anywhere fair. close to that.
0: Well, and I think he's a tough eval because we just didn't see him do that at all. They were Yeah, set they weren't up. behind ever. He never had to yeah. throw him back into games. It's a little bit of the Brock Purdy syndrome, if we're being honest. Like, what really can uh, this guy I do? I don't think here? so. I mean, I they're think always that's an asinine comparison always playing with the lead i mean he's he's we're hearing first round grade on the guys pretty mr irrelevant so uh,
1: i i i've still seen mccarthy as the fifth quarterback in a lot of places i know kuyper still has him as number five
0: we'll see i don't think it is a shoe-in that penix goes ahead of him Yeah, I think they they could have flipped. There's no
1: doubt. And then I think Daniels is three. And then, I mean, really between McCarthy, Bo Nix and Pinnix, people are all over the place. It's kind of preference and pick your poison there.
0: I'm completely out on Bo Nix. I want nothing to do with him as a I think Bo Bo Nix will have a much better NFL career than J.J. McCarthy okay wow all right we glad we got that one on the record I mean go go
1: take a peek at Bo Nix's numbers from this last season I mean he led the NCAA in yards per pass attempt and there were so many numbers that were just eye-popping yes he did have five years in college but I mean so did Penix
0: McCarthy made a couple huge plays with his legs in that game he made the big throw over the middle of the field that was essentially the dagger I don't that's know. Man. He made one good throw.
1: That's cool. That's cool.
0: I'm not. I'm not ruling it out yet. I saw a meme of it was like the Giants drafting him and saying it was just Daniel Jones all over again. I. It can really is. I, I. think he's a little bit more
1: athletic than Daniel Jones, but yeah, very similar. Uh, similar styles of play, and I think that's actually a pretty good comp for him.
0: Yeah, I. I agreed with it. So Carroll's out. Sounds like they're gonna go after Dan Quinn. Who was yep. there previously with the Legion of Boom? I would, I wouldn't want to lose him as a Cowboys fan, but I mean, he's been his name pops up every single year. Do so you think I, he could succeed there? Look, I I think he is a low ceiling, higher high floor, low ceiling. It would not get me that excited if I was a Seahawks fan.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'd go that far. I think he's a great DC, but I mean, we've seen him be successful in two different roles as a DC, but with Atlanta it was so bad that I I wouldn't give that guy the reins. Yeah, they made the Super Bowl and then as his
0: OC. He had Kyle
1: Shannon as OC and he stepped into a really good situation and then they fell off a cliff and he couldn't sustain and they took what was supposed to be a dynasty and ran it into the ground.
0: Yeah, like I said, I would not be excited if they hired him and I were a Seahawks fan. But I wouldn't either wouldn't be stunned if they did it. I mean, imagine if they got Ben Johnson
1: and they either traded for a QB. Like, what if they went and traded for Fields and they bring in Ben Johnson? Would that not be exciting? Ooh, Fields. Now, he might be a good fit there. You got all the weapons in the world. You got the running backs. You got the receivers. You could beef up the O-line a little bit. But, I mean, they could score some points.
0: Yeah, I like that. I'm afraid Fields is going to end up in Atlanta, though, and my pitch I chairs think are going to be the exact same as they were. I, I think he could be good in Atlanta,
1: depending on the coaching hire.
0: We'll see. We will see. Did you there. see Paul's quote today? It was just super vague, right?
1: Yeah, he said, you know, like, we thought a lot of Justin. He improved throughout the season and impressed us. But right now we're gathering information and considering all yeah. options, which to me sounds like, yeah, see you, Justin.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk about that situation because the Bears did fire pretty much their whole offensive staff today. Came out Rightfully so. Yeah, came out and said Eber Flus is staying. And then I I think if you read the tea leaves here, it means Justin Fields is gone. It would be his fourth or third offensive coordinator in four years. I think that's just too much to ask of the guy. Let's start fresh. Let's marry the O.C., with whichever quarterback you end up with in this draft, I think that's the way to go here. Excited for the Bears, man! If you're a fan of, of that team, you have nothing. I mean, it's only talking, up from here. Yeah, it's only up from here. Like,
1: very exciting only, for them. Only thing you could be upset about is if you're really not an Eberflus guy and you wanted to totally clean house in terms of coaching staff. But still, I mean, you bring in a good OC and you have all the assets in the world. Like, you have a lot of potential to get better.
0: Yeah, the pipe, still dream, DJ Moore. pipe dream would have been getting Harbaugh and a quarterback. That would have been sweet. I
1: think Ben Johnson. I, I think I would hire Ben Johnson before Harbaugh if I was in a situation where I really needed to figure my offense out and had a lot of young assets there.
0: You, you might want to repeat that out loud again. Ben Johnson has would, never been a hire, head coach.
1: He has the best offense in the league, and Harbaugh is kind Harding, of a loose well, what cannon. Metric. Look at points scored, yards gained. I mean, the Lions have been the best offense in the NFL NFL last two seasons by most metrics.
0: (laughs) I I don't know about that. I mean, you might have to look that up. Yes, we love what the Lions have been doing on offense, but a known commodity, a guy who's been to the Super Bowl before, just won a natty, and establishes a culture in Harbaugh. Give me that. He also played for Chicago. I'm rooting for Ben Johnson, but he's he's only been a coordinator. That's all I'm saying. So, right now, they
1: have the third most yards per game. They're right behind San Francisco and Miami, less than 10 yards difference. And he's been over 380 yards, let's say... His last few seasons there, over 380 yards per game, barely any team has done that. Uh, one of the highest scoring offenses. He's taken damage Jared Goff and turned him into, for a minute, an MVP candidate. Like, And also, he did it with one receiver. I mean, one receiver. Like, the guy has cooked up stuff with nothing.
0: Fifth in points per game. Yeah, no, I'm rooting for Ben Johnson. It's like boost
1: on the stats, but i that's the guy I'd want. Like, if if I'm the Chargers, give me Ben Johnson.
0: That would be sweet. I just hope he doesn't end up in Carolina, who tried to hire him last year. Other coaching, coaching moves. Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator of the Giants, stepped out of that role. There was turmoil all season long between him and Brian Dayball. I'm not sure he stepped out. I think he was... Uh, told
1: it was time to go or be fired i saw him mutually agreed to part ways which to me sounds like fired
0: they didn't get along but i don't know that it was a foregone conclusion he was out so there's an opening there for the giants obviously ron rivera fired we knew this one was coming the commanders are getting creative here bringing in bob myers and former vikings gm rick spielman to help with their yeah hiring efforts here and i don't think it's that weird, weird because they're hiring a president of football ops and a head coach. So, I don't think Bob Myers is going to be sitting in here saying this is the coach we need. I no, think he's going to looking even... apart from the football ops side of things.
1: What does he know about football ops?
0: The guy's a basketball GM. Like, hey, but he I, built I'm... one of the more successful franchises of the last decade, like you yeah, don't think sure, maybe that translates
1: about like a winning culture but that's that's just like okay i was a great ceo in finance let me just move over to a totally different field and think i can just walk into the job and tell people how to succeed like it's it's very different i know at the end of the day you're playing to win a game but i don't know i had to do a double take when i read that i was like hang on (laughs) bob myers and football okay i mean kudos to him man I mean, he went from the Warriors to his ESPN gig. Now he's going to do a little NFL consulting. Like, was an you know, agent. Yeah,
0: I mean, from everything I've heard, he's a smart guy. It's just a part-time role. It's got to be. A name to watch for them, 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters. Apparently, Myers knows him from his UCLA days. So yeah, wouldn't be shocked if he steps into that football ops role. And then, and we'll I believe there's out.
1: a couple other teams requesting interviews with him, too.
0: Yeah, so we'll see uh what they do. I think I think that's a kind of exciting opportunity there to bring DC back to life with this new ownership group. I know it it would probably be tough the first few years, but I think there's really something there, real momentum.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. I think this is a kind of a unique offseason where a lot of these openings are rather desirable. I think the only ones that you look at where it's kind of like would be Panthers. When you you could yeah, probably the Panthers just cuz of the lack of assets, but at least you've got a young quarterback that you took number 1 last year and then you made the point with the Raiders. It's it's kind of like would you really get that excited like is Aiden O'Connell the guy, but still it's Las Vegas and it's the Raiders. Like it's the Raiders.
0: It's got the brand value. I I forgot to mention this earlier. Keep an eye on Vrabel to the Raiders. Now that Mr. Brady Owns a little stake in the team. You don't think he could put a uh, bug in Mark Davis's ear, say, Hey, let's go get Vrabes, bring him to Vegas? Yeah, it could happen. That'd be pretty cool. Be pretty cool. Be... I don't know what the offense would look
1: like. It feels like he'd be walking into a Tennessee type situation all over again, but hey, he made it work yeah. there.
0: Harbaugh to the Chargers, Vrabel to the Raiders. Watch out, AFC West, if that were to happen. Uh, and yeah, they need to hire Antonio Pierce, right? Just. Just do you it. You have
1: to. That's malpractice if you don't.
0: He he already got an interview request from the Titans. It would be hilarious if the Titans hired him and the if Raiders let him walk. And, and him I got, and got an succeeded. offer before the Raiders
1: offered. I would take it. I'd be petty as hell. If the Titans offered me and the Raiders hadn't yet, I wouldn't even tell them. I'd take it and see ya.
0: Yeah. I agree. I mean, he was the linebackers coach before that. Shoot, if it doesn't go well, you're getting a DC job somewhere, at least. No doubt. No yeah. doubt, at the
1: very least. Last thing on the coaching really quick here, and then I got a couple off-season kind of wish list things I'm looking at. What are the odds you think Belichick comes back with the Patriots? Like, objectively, just put a number on it.
0: Gut feel. Below 50%. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd, I'd say, say it's like 30, 40, 30% chance. 30 to 40, yeah. I'm with you. All right. Cool. You got any other coaching notes? Uh, Just... Another candidate to keep an eye on Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator who came from Michigan a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think the way they play defense, the way Michigan has played defense. I know it's college, but the scheme is similar. I think that is a name to keep an eye on. And I know he's getting some interviews, so we'll see, man. Todd Munkin too, on the other
1: side of the ball. For uh, the Ravens. It's too early, for too early
0: for I him. Too early. I agree, but he's getting interview requests yeah hey man for for next cycle he'll have some experience
1: crazy that he went from oklahoma state offensive coordinator to potential nfl head coach
0: in what like seven eight years Uh, he was at penn state for a while he's been with went to georgia for a couple years yeah i don't know maybe with some uh list items here
1: all right. So the first one, and it's already getting a lot of buzz because Garrett Wilson changed his number. Devontae Adams to the Jets. That feels like it's just bound to happen. And then a couple of running backs that I'm looking at, Derek Henry and Saquon Barkley, I think more from like a fantasy perspective than an actual football uh, mindset. But I think the Texans, Browns and Dolphins are all teams to watch. Texans, let's be honest, Singletary ain't the guy. Pierce ain't the guy. They got to do something. With C.J. Stroud in that offense, that would be a really, really fun spot for Derrick Henry or for Saquon. And then I think with the Browns, that's all going to come down to Nick Chubb, but they've clearly got the pieces in place to be a playoff team for years to come and just pound the rock, let the run game do the bulk of the work. Who knows if it's going to be Deshaun Watson or what will happen there, but there's going to be a lot of carries going to whoever that lead back is, just because they're going to be winning games due to their defense. And then with Miami, yeah, Achan's been awesome. I think he's going to be no doubt part of that offense for a long time. But I'm not sure Mostert's got that much left in the tank. He's quite a bit older. He's always been dinged up. I can't think of a season where he was able to be healthy for 15, 16 games. I think he played 14 or 15 Hard this year. This was by far. <laughs> it is. But Derrick Henry is the one that's been able to. And I know it feels like he's old, but he just turned 30. I think he's got a couple years left. I mean, he seemed to have plenty of juice left last week in week 18.
0: That would be an intriguing fit, but that scheme's predicated off speed. And we're talking about a 30-year-old running back with a hell of a lot of tread on his tires. I don't know. 10 to 15
1: carries between the tackles, and then a is your third down change of pace back. <laughs> I mean, it's also not like Derrick Henry can't catch balls out of the backfield. He's done plenty of that in Tennessee. I mean, a lot more than people probably expect.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll see with these running backs. You're right. Saquon sounds like he's out of New York. Eckler's a free agent as well. Josh Jacobs is a free agent after his whole offseason saga there. Yeah, I'm curious. I think all of those guys probably move on to new teams. Chargers yeah. could be
1: a fun fit for Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious what Dallas does. Tony Pollard was franchise tagged. I could see Derrick Henry in a Dallas uniform. That just seems like a very Jerry Jones thing to do. Uh, I'd hate that, but I could see it too. So but, yeah,
1: Pollard, he's, he's not the guy. I thought Pollard was going to be like a top five fantasy running back and hey, the, the man. next best thing since sliced bread.
0: It was a one-year deal. Missed on that one, but hey, the opportunity was there. He yeah, wasn't I also the same thought guy. Najee Harris was going to bounce back. <laughs> no, yeah. he
1: wasn't, but it's tough when, you know, when you're a change of pace back that's getting 10 to 12 carries a game, 13, 14 touches to all of a sudden be the bell cow running between the tackles 15 times a game. That's That's not easy to do. Get a lot of wear and tear.
0: Yeah, let's rapid fire some of the other free agents here. Kirk Cousins sounds like he's going to head back to Minnesota. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield may have earned himself the job there in Tampa Bay for another season. Joe Flacco, who knows what happens with him. Jacoby Brissett will be out there. Hopefully, we'll actually end up on a team that will use him as a backup. Jameis. What does
1: that mean? He, he played a little bit, and then he got hurt for the Commanders. I think
0: he would have started the last few weeks. I guess he wasn't hurt. Go to a team that doesn't waste his season when the Jets should have traded for him. I'm still pissed oh, okay. off about that. Uh, wide receiver, T. Higgins. I'm not so sure he's going to get re-signed there in Cincinnati. Cheap organization, historically. And he's going to want to get paid. Michael Pittman, yep. think he stays. Mike Evans, now that is a real question mark for Tampa Bay. I think if
1: if they bring Baker back, it's probably because they re-signed Mike Evans and they're going to try and stay competitive. If they win against the Eagles this weekend somehow, which we will talk about in a second, they're bringing everyone back. back. Yeah, they're, they're bringing everyone back. And Mike Evans, man... Some people thought the fall off was coming, but this guy looked just as good as ever this season.
0: Yeah. Wildly impressive year. Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis, Tyler Boyd. Any of those names get you excited?
1: Calvin Ridley's one to watch, but I think with how much Jacksonville gave up to bring him in, even though this season didn't go great, I I think he's going to be back there. I'd be pretty surprised. Uh, But no, none of the others get me too excited.
0: Yeah, I think Hollywood's probably out in Arizona, and we expect them to draft a wide receiver with one of their two first-round picks.
1: And he can't really stay healthy either. I know he's Kyler's yeah. buddy, though, so I mean, if they do commit to Kyler, maybe they bring him back just to keep him happy, but eh, I wouldn't.
0: Yep. All right, let's do this. Super wild card weekend is here. It is playoff football time. Cold as hell here in Kansas City. Tickets are falling in price, man. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like negative two wind chill, huh? Yeah, a lot of people are talking about going this weekend that normally wouldn't want to fork up the $350 that it costs to get in there for a playoff game. But tickets down into the low 100s. We'll see. Are what you going to go? Uh, I don't know. I'm, that sounds I'm... like a yes.
1: That sounds like a yes.
0: Not supposed to be in town this weekend, but keeping an eye on the weather because it's supposed to snow on Friday and yada, yada. Anyways. All right. right. uh, Before we dive into the games, I just kind of want to hit big picture on the odds for the Super Bowl. So the Niners are the favorite at plus 220. The Ravens, second best odds, plus 310. How are you feeling about the Super Bowl right now? Would that be your matchup? Or are you going further down the board here? I think it's tough. A lot of people look at those odds and think that's
1: stupid. The Niners beat, or I mean, the Ravens beat the Niners. They should have, you know, lower odds. But you look at the NFC and the NFC is just so down. I really can't see hardly anyone besides San Francisco coming out of it. And then when you look at the AFC, I mean, Buffalo's hot. Josh Allen's no joke. I know he hadn't been able to get it done, but I'd be afraid to play Buffalo. And then Kansas City's Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, I'm not penciling in a Ravens versus Niners Super Bowl matchup. And I said it on the last pod. I'll say it again. I'm not really going to believe it until I see it with Lamar and that Ravens team. I just can't envision them in a Super Bowl. I can't. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I think it's the Chiefs. Just because I've seen it so many times with Mahomes.
0: Man, okay. Sticking with your guns. I like that you're being consistent with it. It would be my pick right now. I know it's chalk. I would be tempted to take the Bills, who, as it stands right now, third lowest odds plus 650 ahead of the Chiefs, who are now 10 Pretty to good 1. Good value, too. Yeah. Chiefs at 10, 10 to 1. Chiefs are 10 to 1. Yeah. The Cowboys are plus 750. I mean, that's the second best in the, yeah. the NFC here. I, I think the way the seeding shook out really helped Buffalo and Dallas. And you can talk yourself no into doubt. those two teams for sure.
1: Their path is a lot easier than it would have been if they lost those games.
0: Yeah, this is the easiest path Dallas has had with Dak. They're actually Except the they're going to
1: go up against their kryptonite of the Green Bay Packers. But we'll talk about <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it would be Packers. And then if they win, Lions or Rams, who they beat. They Which beat both of those teams this year, so
1: yeah. I think they could do it again. Well, and I mean, then... the, the refs gave them the win against the Lions, but whatever. We talked
0: about that already. <laughs> and then the Bills climbed their way up all the way into that two spot. The Chiefs would have to go to Buffalo and they're they're used to cold weather, but uh,
1: they're all not. I mean, they've never been able to, you know, have a home game against the Chiefs. They've always had to be on the road at Arrowhead. So that'd be a huge flip of the script. Um. I went to a uh, a Bills bar in town and watched the game this last week against the Dolphins, and I'll be going back again this weekend. And holy shit, they're rowdy, man. They are yeah. rowdy. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. 10 a.m. is going to be a tough one, but uh, Ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take Saturday night off, so I'll be ready to roll. No work Monday, MLK day, so we're going to get after it Sunday.
0: All right. Well, let's get right into it then. Saturday, 3.30, Cleveland Browns going to Houston. This is a rematch. Of a game we saw a few weeks ago. C.J. Stroud did not play in. The right. Browns smoked Houston, thirty-six to twenty-two. I think we're going to get a much closer game here. And in the past ten NFL postseasons, home underdogs are eight-three and two against the spread. So I'll leave you with that stat. The Texans and the Bucks are the only two home dogs this weekend. Where are you going with this one?
1: I'm taking the Texans. And to be honest, with the spread being two and a half, I think I just go straight money line. I feel like that's the best value. I think if if they lose the game, it's probably going to be by three points or more. It's pretty rare to lose by one or two. So, um, yeah, give me Texans and just take the money line if you're going to do it, in my opinion.
0: Okay. I will take the Texans spread, but I think Browns win this game, I believe, in Joe Flacco. By one or two points? Yeah, man. I mean... <laughs> It's going to be a good game. The, the I Texans think it will be. Took everything. I believe in C.J. Stroud. I do too, but it took everything they had just to squeak by Gardner Minshew and the Colts this past week. I think the Colts are a much, or the, the Browns are a much better team than the Colts here. This is arguably the best defense in the playoffs. Gimme, give, give me Joe Flacco. Just don't think the Texans have enough juice around their young stud quarterback. They're missing a
1: lot. The offensive line's decimated. They're missing some rookies. Nico Collins looked really good, though. It was Stroud's first game back in a couple weeks. I think as long as Miles Garrett isn't just murdering him and up in his grill every other pass attempt, I think he's going to find a way to get it done. And he just feels like one of those guys that will figure it out. You know, whether it's the Colts, whether it's the Browns, whoever it is, I wouldn't be shocked if the Texans win a couple games.
0: We'll see. I'm pissed that they made this the first game. They should have flipped this in the Bucks Eagles because nobody wants to watch that one on Monday night.
1: Ah, uh, except Bucks might end up winning. It might be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, but this is sweet, man. Everybody's rooting for CJ Stroud. But last thing I'll say, you saw the joy on D'Amico Ryan's and Stroud's face after that win. Yeah. They're just the video happy of them going here. into the locker room was cool. They're no! just happy to be here.
1: Get the hell out of here with that. Any team that clinches a playoff berth in the final week is going to celebrate like that. That's, ah, get out of here with that narrative. They're just happy to be here.
0: This team had no expectation or goal of winning a Super Bowl this year. And here they are squeaking into the playoffs. The Browns actually have a Super Bowl caliber talent roster. You think the Browns had an expectation of winning the Super
1: Bowl after Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson went out for the year? I highly doubt it. After, highly doubted after it. those
0: injuries, no, but you look at the I defense, bet at that point in the season, yeah.
1: the Texans were more, you know, like thinking about a Super Bowl and feeling more confident than the Browns were.
0: All right, we'll see. Uh, last thing, Nico Collins, what is he worth in dynasty right now? I have absolutely no idea. I couldn't even tell
1: you redraft. Was he going to be a top 25 30 guy next year? Is he going to be an eighth round pick? Ooh. I don't know.
0: I don't know. He's definitely top seventy PPR, probably top sixty.
1: I mean, he finishes a top ten receiver. Like, I, I don't know what to make of it. I think Dell will be back. Yep. At some point, Schultz probably gone though.
0: He's a free agent. I think there's not really anybody. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean like Robert Woods, Noah Brown, those guys aren't going to scare you away from him. I'm not late first round pick.
0: That's what I would say. You think
1: like late first round pick in dynasty is what he's worth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 11, 12 numbers are there. Hey, the quarterback's there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I'd rather have Nico than tank Dell. Whoa. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've got,
0: I got CJ and
1: Dell, but Dell, Dell just makes me nervous, man. He's a little guy and he takes a punishment.
0: All right, let's go to the Peacock game here in Kansas city. We're talking about earlier. The Miami Dolphins come into Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. The line's moved to full point since I made my notes for this one. It's now Chiefs minus four and a half. The forecast is awful. We're looking at zero degree weather. Feels like negative zero or below zero. And then eight to 13 mile an hour winds. Gus up to 31 miles an hour. I'll just get make it short and sweet here. I think the Chiefs will win and cover.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think part of the reason that the spread has moved so much, not only because of the weather thing, but the staff that circulated. Dolphins are 0-10 in games below 40 degrees at kickoff since 2017. And you, you sprinkle yeah. in the fact that, you know, they lost Jalen Phillips a few weeks ago. You lost Bradley Chubb two weeks ago. You lose Van Ginkle this last week. I mean, Jerome I think Baker this could be,
0: as well. two it starting could be line a massive
1: <laughs> massive kelsey game they have nothing over the middle i think kelsey could be old kelsey here and i think it's funny this is the peacock game this is probably going to be the most viewed playoff game because of the taylor swift effect well played nfl put it on a streaming platform people got to pay for
0: i did not think about that uh yeah i think if the dolphins abandon the run game here they have zero chance i think they have to stick with it that is what's going to help open up they run after a catch for those receivers. And A Chan was super effective, but they went away from him there at the end against Buffalo. I want to see him stick with that to make this thing interesting.
1: Yeah, I think really that's a good point. Whoever can get the run game going is going to be in good shape. Because if this is the first time I feel like I've said it and minted, if you make Kansas City one dimensional with the flaws in these receivers, I'm not sure that Mahomes can necessarily. Throw their way back into a game, or if you know Miami's selling out and stopping the run, and there's a third and seven or you know fourth and three at midfield with the game on the line, I, I'm not that confident Rasheed Rice or Kadarius Tony or Richie James or whoever the hell's out there is going to catch the ball.
0: Yeah, I also don't think two is going to do well in this weather. <laughs> might be I'm not expecting him, him to
1: yeah, yeah I, it's unfortunate because i really do like the dolphins and what they've got going this year and it just feels like they've had all the wrong injuries at the wrong time and it's just not gonna happen it's not their year
0: Yep. all right let's go to sunday you're excited for this one steelers going to buffalo the bills are now a 10 point favorite how are you feeling about this one I think the Bills get it done, but it's going to be closer than
1: people expect. I mean, Mike Tomlin with a double-digit, you know, double-digit dog, that just feels like you got to take it. So I'd I take Steelers plus 10, but Bills to win the game.
0: All right. I'm actually going Bills to cover here. I know it's a huge line. Last time they played was last year in Buffalo. Bills won 38-3. to Steelers got lucky to even be here in the playoffs with the Ravens sitting everybody last week. Do we even know who's playing quarterback for them? Like
1: no it's way. Mason
0: Rudolph. No way. Rudolph goes into Buffalo and beats Josh Allen in this red hot bills team. Bills cover. I don't think he does, but here. for whatever reason, the bills
1: let every single team they play hang around this year.
0: All right. Well, it's playing. You know what I'm time. saying? Like there's a time. lot of
1: games that it's like, how is this close right now? And you know, like the Chargers game a few weeks ago with Easton stick and no Keenan Allen and no Joey Bosa. Like, how is this a game? But Buffalo got it done. So I you know I think Bills win, but I wouldn't be surprised if gotta sweat it out a
0: little bit. All right. The big one. Well, there's two two real big ones Sunday. <laughs> oh, you're such a homer. <laughs> I mean, this is a game people want to see. Green Bay Packers going to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys, who are a seven and a half point favorite here. This could be electric. It screams take the over right the total sitting at 50.5 right now jackson how do you feel about this one
1: it's screaming take the Packers spread at seven and a half that that number is way too big the packers have been y'all's kryptonite i mean some of the stats around jordan love the back half of the season are pretty crazy i believe over his last 20 touchdowns he's only thrown one pick and at times he's looked a little shaky like week 18 the drive before halftime the clock management was pretty bad there's been a few things where i'm just kind of like I'm not quite sure he's got it, but at the same time, I know Dak and the Cowboys don't have it. So give me the Packers seven and a half. I wouldn't also would not be surprised with Packers win this game. I will be looking at that money line and considering it.
0: Okay. I mean, that was the most predictable thing in this podcast. Yeah. You knew that was coming, right?
1: You knew it was coming.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. I was going to be nervous if the Rams were coming to town as well with the way Stafford's playing right now. Loves, he's the guy. Like, There's no way around it at this point. Second in the league in pass touchdowns, I believe. Second or third behind Dak. Uh, He's showing that arm talent that earned him some of those Mahomes comps coming out of the draft, the sidearm stuff. Great timing and touch he's putting on these balls. I was impressed with what he did against Chicago. A defense was playing really well, so I would probably take the Packers to cover here
1: wow but
0: wow. i do think dallas wins this game we, this the second week of the playoffs is what should make you nervous as a dallas fan i think they've been dominant dude
1: you can't when when was the last time y'all beat the packers in the playoffs has it happened in the last 25 years i don't remember years? the last
0: time they played it was with Rodgers, a completely different quarterback i don't think y'all ever beat Rodgers. Well, we had the Des caught at play, which obviously altered the rest of time. So
1: and then he played a couple years later again and lost the whole the, the classic Packers fan in the stands taking the Snapchat, like with the Cowboys fans, they're celebrating playoffs. with the minute 20 left. Uh, that was the playoffs because it was my sophomore year of college because I remember taking action from every single person and their dog, um, and <laughs> I won a lot of money.
0: All right. All right. Well, anyways, hard round. I'll take Packers to cover because of how well Jordan Love has been playing. Before we move on, Jaden Reed, Dynasty, dude, bat. that
1: whole that young receiving core, the tight ends, everyone. I, I can't figure out who's the guy. I don't think it's Watson anymore. Whether it's Dobbs, I think it's Reed. Um, you could argue it's Reed. Wix has had moments. Like they're they're talented and a lot of fun. And it's crazy how little money they have on the books on that side of the ball over the next few seasons.
0: Jaden Reed or Nico Collins? Nico Collins. Really?
1: Yep. All right. Okay. I mean, Nico Collins just has to compete with Tank Dell. Reed's got three, four other guys there that are young and pretty explosive that could be getting targets.
0: 793 yards, eight touchdowns his rookie year. I mean, that guy can ball. He can, but Nico Collins is only like 24 too. He's pretty darn young. Yeah, Reed is 23, a little bit older coming out of the draft. All right, next game big one Matt Stafford returns to Detroit to take on his old team the Lions are a three-point favorite it's moved down from three and a half how do you feel about this one I I would be very very nervous as a Lions fan hosting the first home playoff game in Ford Field history
1: Mm -hmm. and no Laporta I think you know they did get CJ Gardner Johnson back which is huge but I think it's and Rams spread and money line. Yeah, I, I think Rams spread and money line. Though this is the all time revenge game for Stafford. I think he goes in there and throws for three fifty and three TDs and lights them up. I think <laughs> this will be the most fun game though. I really do think it's going to be a shootout. And it, I feel shitty saying it, but I, you know, I just still don't really trust Goff at the end of a game. And I think if it comes down to let's say Rams are down two three points and they got to go get a field goal or even down four and got to go get a touchdown with a minute and a half, two minutes left, I trust Stafford to do it. And on the flip side, I'm not entirely sure I trust Goff to.
0: Yeah, I like the Rams here too. I'm afraid though, because I feel like every single person is going to be picking the Rams in this spot. Just think McVay and Stafford is a superior combo to an unproven Campbell and Jared Goff. I guess, you know, Goff's made the Super Bowl before and played in big games. But
1: But also McVay is going to know the ins and outs of what gets to Goff, what he likes, what he doesn't like. They're going to know exactly what to throw at him and how to get him off his game. Because, I mean, McVay had to work through so much with him just to get him to the point where he was good enough that with the pieces around him, they could make it to a Super Bowl. So I really do think that the Rams are just going to have their number.
0: Yeah, here's your big audition for Ben Johnson. I'm. The matchup I'm watching is Aaron Donald in that interior offensive line. If he can get any kind of penetration and move Jared Goff off his spot, I think he could force them into a couple turnovers and then Rams could roll away with this one. Oh, yeah, man, I, I don't
1: I don't think they're going to blow them out, but you're right. We know the Rams are going to be able to score points. We've seen how good Kieran Williams looks. Uh, Cooper Cup has, you know, kind of been on and off this season, but Puka's bald. And yeah, if Donald can get to Goff and give him trouble, it could end up being like a 38-17 game. But I think it will be close. That would suck.
0: <laughs> All right. It
1: would really suck.
0: Monday Night Football, the reeling Philadelphia Eagles. Somehow a three-point favorite headed into Tampa Bay. Taking on the Bucks, Jackson. How you feeling?
1: I want to take Tampa Bay so, so, so badly, but I, I just can't see them winning. I mean, like I can. I, I can see the Eagles choking, but <laughs> I I like realistically, I, I just can't imagine Baker and Tampa and this team making it. To the next round. I really can't. So, as much as it kind of hurts me to say it, no pun intended, I think I'm going to take the Eagles minus three.
0: I am too. I know they are just so banged up here, but we saw this matchup earlier in the season. The Eagles ran all over them with DeAndre Swift. I think they can do that once again. And let's be honest, this team was there a year ago. They have the experience. They have a guy in Jason Kelsey who they're playing for here. Could be the last game of his career. Do you really think they're going to go out sad to the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are supposed to be in this bridge season? I can't see it happening, so give me Philadelphia here. And just to be clear, Hurts and
1: A.J. Brown are expected to be out there, yeah. Like, surely Hertz is going to play. I know he broke his finger, but that's like...
0: I haven't heard confirmation on A.J., but I believe so.
1: He's got to be. I mean, I think even if they're 50%, they'll be out there.
0: Yeah. You and damn they, sure aren't
1: winning with Mariota, I'll tell you that. I think Hurts is a lot yeah, more likely uh, to play than A.J. Brown. But, you know, it, it's kind of like, I feel like for the Eagles, it's kind of the same situation as the Dolphins, where you've just had really bad injury luck at the wrong time. And I kept saying it last year, the Eagles had everything go their way, and they had no injuries and the best luck in the world. And this year, it was a different story.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I want to see him get smoked by San Francisco next week. <laughs> I think they will. I think they will. All right. There's our picks. Let's close the show with a big swinging pick. I lost last week. I'm struggling right now, man. I'm down six units on the year. So Oof. I am going to go all four on a money line parlay. Well, on a parlay, give me the Bills money line. Give me my Cowboys. They're winning this game, going on to round two. And then I'm teasing the Rams line to plus seven. This comes out to plus like one
1: plus one fifty.
0: OK, OK. So I don't hate it. Four units I mean, to the Cowboys win. in there could fuck it up. Four units to win four and a half. That's my play. The only one I'm nervous about here is the Cowboys. And I've got I mean, a- to be four to win 4.8 you know round it up four to win five so i gotta put my money on my team so that's it bills cowboys rams plus seven perfect you're gonna love this pick
1: so uh i hit on pittsburgh last week i put five units on them they came through for me i'm back to even this weekend i'm putting three units on the packers plus seven and a half that (sighs) just feels way too good to be true i think (laughs) if this moves to eight or eight and a half Teasing it with the over would be a nice play as well, but I'm just taking the spread here, keeping it simple.
0: There we go. All right, man, huge week of football. I cannot wait to see how it plays out. We're keeping an eye on all these coaching moves, all this turmoil going on. What's going to happen with Belichick? Quick question. Do you have work on Monday? Nope.
1: Oh, let's go. We yeah, got a big weekend go. in store. Big weekend, weekend in store. All right. Hopefully, if y'all are listening, you're off Monday as well, and you get to watch a little football, stay up late Sunday night, and then uh, watch some more football that night. So uh, enjoy the three-day weekend, and uh, we will be back next week. Y'all know the drill. Give us that five-star rating, and uh, appreciate it.
0: Peace.